I truly, you know, I truly love or loved eating a little acid and just going to a show and being able to focus. Episode one of Dead Tour Tales. As we approached the final tour for Dead and Company, summer of 2023, we wanted to document the experiences of fellow deadheads and tour heads we've met along the way, as well as some of the legendary figures who've played a larger part in keeping the wheel of the Grateful Dead experience and culture rolling. We've met some pretty cool friends and characters along the way and felt this was a good opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit, and share with you some tales both adventuresome and sometimes tragic and usually psychedelic. Buckle up, kids. It's Dead Tour Tales time. Blake Lauer is the owner of Mount Song Collective, the father of two beautiful daughters and a lovely wife, Morgan. He started Mount Song Collective four years ago. He uses this as a way to express his passion for music through designs and cool clothing items. He made this collective so he could work with many of his artists and friends to get these designs out to the world. You guys will catch him at the shows. You might even see him up in a tree because he is an avid climber and an artist himself. Welcome, Blake Lauer, to the show. And I mean, I'm first off honored to be the first guest, and uh, I hope uh, I uh, don't let you guys down with the first show. But this is a, uh, you know, I've never done something like this, and yeah, I'm, I'm honored, and this is huge for me. And and uh, Chuck, man, I I think I met Chuck on further tour in maybe 2010 or at like All Good a, a long time ago. I think is when I met Chuck. But um, one of my memories is when I, I mean, I started. Uh, I started selling pins and at the end of 2009, I, I started a company called Cricket Designs. But anyway, I'll fast forward. And I just remember like fairly well shows in Chicago. I was, uh, I came under the overpass downtown Chicago and here's Chuck selling some like Bones Brigade Steely shirt. And I was like, <laughs> Chuck, and I was like out of the thousands and thousands of people in the city. You know, of course I see Chuck and I bought that shirt and I still have it somewhere today. So I just thought I would share that story. Uh, we, wow. Yeah. I, like I said, this is awesome. And it's funny with how many people are in the scene or, you know, it always like the thousands of people that go to these shows, tens of thousands, what have you. It's like, it always like, it comes back to being such a small world and mm-hmm. seeing those familiar faces and being able to share and have stories like this, you know, it's, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. I still trip out on that too, just being at shows and seeing people, uh, whether I know them or not, whether I've ever yeah. had a conversation with them. Like, I've been seeing that dude since 1991, right? Like, <laughs> I've been seeing that face, like, on, you know, all over the country, seeing this w- girl or this woman or, you know, these people. Like, yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So, uh, shout out uh, Chuck Hoffman, uh, uh, Insanity Designs. Dialing back just a little, Blake, what what uh what was your introduction to to the Grateful Dead? Like, wh- where did yeah, it all start I'm, for you? It's not too exciting, but it, it is a story, you know. Obviously, everyone's in some way, and so my parents split when I was super young, and I was with my when I was with my dad. My dad owned his own construction business, so it was super busy and always had to work. And you know, single dad like that's what he had to do. And so when I was with him, my aunt 
you know, I stayed at my aunt. Well, I didn't stay, but during the day, a lot of days I stayed at my aunt's house. My aunt would watch me and her son, Zach, my cousin, um, you know, he probably has 20 years on me now um, or close to that. He was into the music uh, like Pink Floyd and, um, you know, the dead. And so my first introduction with the dead was as silly as this might sound, was actually seeing Grateful Dead tie dye shirts that he would wear uh, like in his room. And um, so I first was like, I was, you know, I got drawn in by the, the art on these shirts. And then, um, yeah, fast forward a little bit, a couple years later, I started getting into CDs. And I think my first dead CD I bought was this was hilarious. It was like a, the very best of the Grateful Dead. What a long, strange trip it is. It's, it's yeah. a black CD with the cool, like skeleton that you could kind of see, but you kind of can't with the red letters yeah and, yeah and is that um, the same as skeletons from the closet is that the same or is that different? no no, no it's a different one yeah i'm pretty sure that's a different one um and so yeah just you know seeing these tie-dye shirts and and kind of that was my first hearing and seeing about the dead and then i finally got into the music um in terms of an age i was really young um i don't know exactly maybe you know started at five and then, you know, I started collecting the tie-dye shirts and um, I was I was probably a poser where I first had all these shirts before I knew about all the music. <laughs> the shirts and tie-dye shirts came first and then the music. But, you know, um, yeah, that's kind of how it started with the dead for me. And ever since then, it's just continued to grow. Unfortunately, you know, I never saw Jerry. I'm not a Jerry kid, but my first like live experience was the, with the dead was uh 2009 the band the dead um i saw them at rothbury and then again i think it was at the all-state arena in chicago and you know and then it just started um snowballing and then from that you know fast forward a little bit it was further and that uh, man uh you know rat dog um and what have you um so yeah that's kind of where it all began for me it's not too exciting but shout out my cousin zach <laughs> I haven't talked to him in, in years. He's actually in California as well. And um, yeah, that's that's how it started for me. Can I make a quick connection real quick? I, I, I think I find it fascinating that you're, it all started for you seeing your, your you said your cousin? Yeah, my cousin. You said seeing my your cousin's sister's son. So yeah. Seeing his shirts, his t-shirts. Yeah, right. And, and now look at your business, right? A very successful merchandising company, right? Around Grateful Dead and, uh, you know, uh, uh, other musical uh, artists inspired designs, right? Totally. So just drawing, drawing that line, right? Like crazy. Anyway. Yeah, real quick though, my cousin Zach, it was badass. So, you know, uh, the, the cover of Pink Floyd, the wall with like the bricks and it says yeah, the yeah. wall or whatnot. So in his bedroom above his bed, his whole wall was painted like that. That's just a, wow. a memory. That's awesome. It was badass, you know? And so my dad was a big Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd guy. And I, I still, he probably would claim those bands to still be his favorite today. Um, and Neil Young, but, uh, yeah, you know, so music, uh, that style of music, like the jam band. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I've been listening to that style of music since I was super young. What other types of music, I mean, are you into? I mean, obviously, you know, James and I listen to a lot of punk rock. We've always been punk rock kids. And, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, 
we've loved that. It's like grateful dead is not the only thing, but what really gets that, like that goosebump feeling is when you hear that, that amazing solo on some show from 73 or 78 and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. You're like, no, none of us were there. I mean, we're all too young for that too. I mean, we weren't part of that. And we're just like, I listen to all these shows in the seventies and it's just like, I get goosebumps just by listening to Jerry or to, to Bob or just even Phil coming out really hard on some bass, you know, it just gives you the, this chills, you know, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook group, as you guys know, uh, for my company, Mountain Song Collective. And the questions are kind of silly to, to answer, but it kind of keeps like, you know, bots or what have you out of the group. And I think one of the questions is, mm. what is your favorite Grateful Dead song or, or your most listened to song? And people are always like, that's not a fair question or that's ridiculous. But, um, you know, I actually do have one favorite Grateful Dead song that I can claim to be my favorite song for probably over 10 years is, is Loser. Yeah. And I first heard Loser. So I, I went to college in Carbondale, Illinois, um, a Saluki. And the dead actually played Carbondale a couple of times. And, uh, you know, kind of being in Carbondale, it was nice because I wasn't too far from Nashville or Missouri. And so I would travel and visit friends and see shows. And I would always listen to um, the dead or Grateful Dead on these drives. And I fell in love with the Winterland. I want to say it was... Uh, February of 74. 74. Yeah, the last show. And the, the loser closing on of there. Wonderland. I want to say it was the third night. And um, the loser on there, I, I first that's when I first heard Loser and I fell in love with it. And still to this day, uh, you could ask my wife, that's still one of my favorite songs. And um, yeah, but in terms of other music, so I used to, uh, I, I was a big skater. I still am. And uh, I would watch Definitely. like iPath videos and uh you know I would see these uh you know these skaters with dreadlocks and when I was younger I was like I want dreadlocks I want to be like these guys you know <laughs> but sure enough I did the dreadlock thing for like seven years and uh I yeah, got really yeah. into reggae music and uh I still love reggae music and my my little daughter Cass loves reggae music I don't listen to it as much, but yeah, I don't listen to it much at all anymore. I don't anymore. It's too bad because I was all about reggae. It was like Grateful Dead and reggae and not even so much Bob Marley. Like I really love like gangster, like reggae and like just like some of the roots other than Bob. And uh, so uh, in college, I actually was a a DJ for uh, a local radio station on Wednesday nights called Roots Rock and uh, Reggae. And I would host nice. uh, or co-host this uh, reggae station. So yeah, reggae. And then I would say my heart also lies with bluegrass music. You know, I, I adore bluegrass mm. music. And Cassidy, my oldest daughter, also loves bluegrass. And so outside of the dead, I listen to a lot of bluegrass. And um, yeah, I would say mostly bluegrass. Yeah. Would, uh, you went to, said you went to school in Carbondale. Were you there when, uh, when Widespread played there? I was, and you know, I'm so happy you asked that because that to this day, that was one of the loudest concerts I've ever been to in my life. It was in the rhyme or, um, I think the shy rock auditorium, which was this little auditorium and they had this, uh, organ mounted to the wall and it was this little like narrow auditorium. And dude, my ears literally rang, I think for two days after that show. Um, wow. but yeah, panics played a couple times down there, but I caught that panic show. I want to say that was maybe 2013 is when I saw that show there. 
There is, I have a, 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 one of the bootleg CDs, you know, I have a couple from like Oak Mountain 2001, I believe. And I have one, uh, Carbondale, Illinois. And I, I just always in my head is, is JB. Good evening, Carbondale. <laughs> Very JB. I wonder if so, that was at not, the, the Copper Dragon or they played uh, one of the, uh, the stadiums there. I, I, I'm not too sure, but I know they Panic has a, a history down there for sure, like the dead do. So what, uh, do, do you have a, like a gotcha moment, right? Like, or did, did it kind of just uh, uh, slowly, genuinely evolve, right, over time? All of a sudden you found yourself kind of immersed in in, in Grateful Dead culture? Or That's was there like a pivotal moment, moment where you're like, it really grabbed a hold of you and you're like, wow, this is, I'm in. Like, this is, this is, like, I connect with this. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I would probably say, you know, just listening to these shows on these drives, visiting friends from Carbondale or, you know, um, going to see other shows and just having these long drives and just listening to it was probably the gotcha moments. But in terms of, like, one pivotal moment where I, like, woke up and was like, you know, this is this is my love. Like, you know, I can't think of that moment right now off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was kind of a snowball effect. You know, my grandpa was an artist for a publishing company where they would make rock posters and, and print and publish these posters. And, you know, so art has kind of always been in my life. I went to school for graphic design. Mm -hmm. Um, um, so, I think it has something to do with maybe like the graphics and, and seeing these, these shirts that I could relate to in some, some way. And, and then, um, just falling in love with the music. Um, and like my slogan for my company is it's all about the music. And I feel like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. all about the music and it's nice to be able to, um, you know, show my passion for creating clothing or items and, and, having the having them influenced by music you know and yeah i i would definitely say it was a snowball effect um there probably isn't just one moment where i woke up and was saying this is this is it you know um yeah it's cool that it was in a, a, a visual um the draw was visual at, at first and then the connection between the, the visual and the music right uh which uh, you know funny segue i was going to ask you about uh what uh what role do psychedelics play in your life either previously or currently totally. right because that's a big part of this scene it's totally. a big part of the the origin of this music uh uh and the current state of the music right yeah uh, where where do where do psychedelics fall into it for you no totally so you know in terms of psychedelics um i i was let's see well it started psychedelics it started with you know smoking pot as a kid sneaking out to friends houses smoking <laughs> pot you know a little bit older i uh i started ex experimenting with um psychedelics being going to these music festivals it was a nice kind of like safe space i felt like where i could safely experiment being around other people experimenting you know and like my friends and what have you i my my drug my psychedelic of choice when i was first experimenting was mushrooms and my friends uh ate a lot of acid and i kind of came late to acid i want to say i didn't my first time tripping was probably in um well my first music festival was 2009 was rothbury 
And so I want to say I ate acid maybe a two, two years after that in 2011. To this day, you know, my wife and I do like to uh, like indulge occasionally. It's, it's a lot different um, having two kids and finding <laughs> the right time to experiment, you know, experiment and mm-hmm. indulge. But in terms of like my overall, you know, creative process, you know, I definitely have been in trips or what have you, where I think of ideas or I see something where I, where I, I remember it the next day, or I I'm inspired by it or influenced by it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, the last time, um, so my wife and I, we lived in Colorado for, um, a few years and in Golden, we were in Colorado. Golden. Uh, so I moved out to Colorado in 2013 uh, to Fort Collins, and uh, I lived in Fort Collins. I want to say for four years, and then moved to Golden, and then from Golden to Evergreen, and then Evergreen back to Golden. But one of the last times, uh, I want to say it was Fourth of July, we we ate some acid, and uh, my wife's stomach started hurting really bad to the point where like. I didn't know if we had to call like an ambulance. She was in a ton of pain and I had to take her. uh, And this is with a head full of psychedelics that you're having to manage this, right? Yeah. So I drove her uh, to this uh, immediate care that was luckily across the street (laughs) from the house in Golden, right? I, I wow. wheel her in in a wheelchair. I thought you, I, I thought you were going to say across the street from where you where you were. Like you drove across the street <laughs> to the immediate care. Okay. Maybe half mile. Okay, half mile. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't. And I'm not. I don't. No. Yeah. You don't. Don't drive cars. Don't do stupid shit. Right. But my wife was yeah. in a lot of pain. You know, I, I'm not one to call an ambulance unless someone really, really needs an ambulance. Yeah. And so we get to this urgent care. I literally, I go inside. I get a wheelchair. I wheel her in. <laughs> and, um, dude, they're doing all these tests on her and I won't get into the details, but it was, uh, it was quite, the, that was the last time, uh, we ate acid. Did they, did they know that you guys uh, had eaten L? You know, we, we, they knew something, you know, uh, they do something <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, going back to it all, I started with mushrooms, you know, on further tour. Um, I had some great times at Red Rocks eating mushrooms. And, and like I said, acid came a little bit later. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I still, uh, have my stash maybe <laughs> for rainy days. Um, but yeah, with the overall, creative process or is it an aside? Yeah, no, definitely. Is it, you know, I, I won't, I'm not someone to, you know, I'm not someone to eat it and then sit down and create, you know, but like, uh, you know, like I said, on those trips or on those journeys where I'm learning about myself, you know, I definitely, mm. I definitely learn and, and see things and, and, you know, maybe put together ideas in my head that I can hopefully later turn them into something cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. So you, did you say your first, uh, your first acid, acid experience was at that Rothbury, uh, festival? My first acid experience yeah, was at Rothbury for sure. Okay. What year uh, was Rothbury? So Rothbury, I want to say started in 08 and then 08. the year I went, I, it was 09. Is that the same time you saw The Dead? Uh, the, the first your first live Dead was the first time you ate LSD so was I'm the same time you first saw your first live Dead experience? I'm bad with dates, but I want to say the I can't remember that year if the dead played the Allstate Arena before Rothbury or if that was 
after. But one of the first dead experience, experiences live, yes, was at Rothbury. Okay, we're not going to fact check you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait yeah, a second. But, but, it, but it's, pretty, it's tied pretty close to It's uh, tied pretty to close, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I grew up in a... So, like I said, my parents were split, and my mom—I was with my mom and my stepdad majority of the time. Um, almost every—I think I went to my dad's on Thursdays and every other weekend. Anyway, my parents lived in kind of a—you know—they uh, call it like the North Shore. It was a more yuppity area, and you know, getting high there was enough. You know, it getting a high there was enough. So, like being able to, you know, go to these music festivals or these shows where, you know, I had my like freedom, you know, so to speak. Mm. That's when I, you know, was able to, you know, get into it and and start exper experimenting sure. and you know learning about myself and you know learning about you know psychedelics and you know seeing all these new bands I, I might not have seen before, you know. Mm. Totally. Uh, my first LSD experience was uh, seeing the Spin Doctors. Okay. Live. <laughs> yeah, in, in Albany, New York. <laughs> so That's hilarious. Yeah. How about you, Brandon? When was the first? Uh, your oh, first my first LSD experience was in '92 or '93. I was in Virginia with a. I I'd had been sent to boarding school when I was in ninth and. 10th grade in Buffalo, New York. And I had met some people there. There all these kids were into the dead. And I went to this kid's house in Virginia and his dad was like, he parents were divorced. Dad was like, awesome. Like, you know, had total nugs and like, we we're like smoking weed with his dad and shit, shooting guns, like tripping on acid in a lake. And it, it was fun, you know, it was like, but that was my first time. And we were just like listening to, you know, like probably like, you know, working man's dead. I mean, that's the you know, scope of what we were doing. And it was, I mean, you know, you're looking at the carpet and everything is just like kind of breathing kind of experience. But, you know, when I started taking other stuff, you know, going to like the shows, a much different experience, you know, a lot more quantity, you know, you start seeing. No, for sure. <laughs> you start upping the dose and then I think things get a little crazy. Especially being at shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially being new and or young, right? Um, to both the scene and uh, psychedelics, if you started at a young age, right? It can be a little overwhelming. It can yeah. be, a, you know, a lot of sensory overload. Uh, being in the show, being having a head full of psychedelics and all that energy, uh, it, it almost feels like it's ping-pinging around, right? Uh, you're almost Just feel like you're in, energy. inside other people's heads yeah, or totally. they're inside of your heads. And there's like almost like a tangible, like palpable energy flowing uh, and bouncing around between. And it's, it's very chaotic. Uh, it, sometimes it's all, all, it felt like all you could do was hold on. Right, like, like hold on to I've the, had like, to hold on to the rails, ground a few right? Times. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> and then you throw in the music, right? The psychedelically minded music. Uh, yeah, it could be uh, spinning for sure. You know. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, being in Colorado, I want to say I was in Colorado seven or eight years of my life, and you know, having Red Rocks in my backyard for majority mm. of that time. You know, I ate a lot of acid at Red Rocks, and just going back to that for me personally, honestly, you know, like. Yeah, of course, we ate some acid and went on hikes and, and, you know, we're in nature, went camping. But like, I truly, you know, I truly love or loved eating a little acid and just 
going to a show and being able to focus, you know, on just that show and nothing outside of the show, you know, where like, Mm. let's say it's a acid and, you know, I might've been sitting by a campfire. I, I, you know, there could have been times where I'm thinking about things I didn't necessarily need to be thinking about. So a lot of those times it was nice to, you know, enhance my mind, but being able to just focus on a show or listening to music, you know, so that, that's something I always love. Absolutely. And then you mentioned Red Rocks too, right? Like, uh, pardon my ignorance, but um, about, uh, you know, the history, uh, but, you know, I've been to Red Rocks too a number of times, but, you know, um, thinking about, uh, and it's been a lot of years since I've eaten any psychedelics, but thinking about being somewhere like Red Rocks, the the, the venue, uh, the, the location, the locale of, of where you're indulging in psychedelics, right? Some, some a special place, a very spiritually connected uh, place like Red Rocks, right? Like uh, in Colorado with a, uh, a large Native American contingent uh, of past, right? Uh, thinking about that energy that's connected to that, that place, whether uh, it was that time or or another time previously, right? Like that could be a powerful, uh, uh, powerful experience also, you know, so just wanted to throw that out there. No, for sure. I miss. Yeah. I just, I was there. I stopped there just, uh, uh, you know, driving back from this summer. Yeah. I just stopped just, uh, visit for you know half an hour uh it, it was nice it'd been a long time since i'd been there and a completely different experience since the last time i had been there. so <laughs> it was cool it. and it was a beautiful day uh it just the the air in colorado is just different you know? oh, it is it's, it's especially it's in the, the summertime best. it's yeah. the best man yeah it's the best so uh getting into mountain song collective a little bit right um, yeah 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 Talk to us about that. Talk to us what. Talk to us about, about some of your artistic uh, influences and maybe some of your business influences, right? Like, where do you uh, and, and inspiration? Where do you get some of your uh, um, inspiration from? Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, it started. It started as me selling pins out of a, a backpack um, and creating pins. Um, at the end of 09, 2010, I, I created this company, Cricket Designs. I was uh, really into the Disco Biscuits, and, and um, Crickets is one of their songs. And I was like, that's a cool name. So I, I did Cricket Designs. <laughs> and uh, I created these pins because um, I started seeing that, you know, a couple other guys were doing them. And I, 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 I don't know, I kind of like collecting knickknacks. And I was like, this is cool. And uh, so I started designing these pins based on uh, Disco Biscuit songs, and then that, you know, changed into, um, you know, String Cheese Incident or Panic or uh, Dead. And um, then I wanted to exper- experiment with clothing and got into apparel. But yeah, I, I went to college for graphic design. And in college, you know, I took some screen printing classes and um just fell in love with designing and creating and um uh one of my i don't want to call him a mentor but one of my good friends to this day is mark serlo who's an incredible grateful dead artist and mark and i go back man over 10 years and um you know seeing him crank out these amazing designs he's definitely been a huge influence to me and he definitely helps me 
to this day with some designs and um, just listening to songs and thinking about, you know, what these creators or poets or who have what have you um, were thinking when they were writing these songs and, and getting into the lyrics is kind of my inspiration, you know? I'm really into like Western themed stuff. And so, you know, I've done a, a bunch of Western themed designs like me and my uncle or Jack Straw. And um, yeah, just listening to these lyrics and, you know, interpret interpreting them um, to what they mean or, or what I think they mean, you know, and coming up with designs and I, uh, I'm kind of picky with what I wear. So I was like, it would be cool to start creating things that I would want to wear, you know? And so that's kind of how it all started is creating things that I would want to see out there or what I would want to wear. Cool, right on. We, we, we do a very similar thing with, with Always yeah. a Hoot Studios, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, a lot of the parallels uh, with Always a Hoot Studios and Mountain Song Collective, you know? And just a quick shout out like you're, you're 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 killing it like brandon and i pay attention uh we we see what you're doing uh we're inspired by what you're doing with mountain song collective and uh you know in in some ways not wholly but in some ways you know uh look to not necessarily emulate that but again inspired by your your no. hustle and your achievements you know no so i appreciate that like you know um you know it's, it's good to get influences by other people or see what other people are doing, but you know, that's why you throw your own spin on it and you find your mm -hmm. niche and you know, you can stay mm -hmm. in your lane and you could always grow and, and experiment with other things, even if someone else is doing them. But you know, at the end of the day, like, like you said, you'll grow a business and you'll have your uh, return customers or friends. And at the end of the day, they, they know what you did and what you didn't do. And, and, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it started with pins for me, um, kind of similar to your experience. And I was going to shows and that was kind of my way in college because I was in college when I started doing this. And uh, that was my way to afford these shows. You know, I mm -hmm. delivered newspapers at night and uh, also created pins. And uh, throughout college, that's how uh, it got me to shows. Um, and uh, I was in Carbondale and we would drive out for the weekend to further Red Rocks. And then it started um, driving to New York for, you know, uh, music festivals and all good. And I started actually being able to then like Wakarusa and, and all good. And so it started with pins for me and then it, it slowly grew into apparel. And then um, here I am doing rugs and, and kid stuff and, and goofy <laughs> yeah. stuff today, pillows and, uh, what have you. But yeah, man, I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about clothing, apparel, and just creating. And, you know, it's that feeling seeing it out there and or, or watching a live stream um, of thousands of people and seeing your shirt or your hoodie. Or yeah, your it's awesome. That feeling you get, man, it's like that, like one of the best feelings I had um, or have experienced at a show was like the Fair Thee Well shows. Um, I did the California, California shows, but then did the Chicago shows and, and just that feeling that I had at those shows, it's like, it was incredible and seeing my stuff out there and, and have friends message me saying, dude, we're at this park in Denver and your stuff's everywhere or at Red Rocks or the gorge or, or, um, I've sent you a couple of those texts, no matter totally, where I am, I'm always totally. seeing people. And I, do the same stuff, to you. I think we're at yeah. like Bob Weir, <laughs> my wife and I, uh, in Chicago at the Chicago theater. And I sent you, uh, um, 
uh, a shirt of yours. But yeah, dude, it, it's a great That's feeling. Brandon, wasn't it? Brandon yeah. was wearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And then That's you awesome. were wearing our Saint of Circumstance shirt. That oh, yeah. really stoked yeah, me out sure. to get that photo uh, of you and Brendan hanging out, and you're wearing the Saint of Cir- <laughs> Like that made me feel really good, dude. That was I was awesome. wearing your new Riders cool. shirt uh, earlier today. But I nice. spilled uh, a yeah. bunch of water on it, so I threw this uh, this guy on. Um, but yeah, man, it, it started with pins for me, and I think the question was like, what influences me? You know, you know, I I do like to see what's you know kind of trending in other markets or what's kind of trendy, and maybe how I could turn that into something cool and throw my own twist it twist on it and and bring it into you know maybe the music scene if it's not in the music scene or you know a different style hat that you know people aren't doing in our in our scene or or something like that um yeah but mark serlo has been a a huge influence and and a dear friend of mine and uh yeah love you mark and um yeah it's nice to have so many uh, you know mountain song cricket cricket designs turned into mountain song collective and and mountain song is a was a, a David Crosby uh, written song, I believe, from mm. a Jefferson Starship, and Phil Lesh took the song and kind of they t- they they did their own spin on it and further started experimenting with Mountain Song. And hearing that song for the first time at Red Rocks, uh, I fell in love with that song, and so I thought that was kind of a a cool name for a company, Mountain Song. So I was in Colorado uh, when I when I started Mountain Song, and then Collective was added because I have so many so many friends in the scene who are incredible artists and i don't i don't like to call myself an artist because some of my friends are incredible artists i I guess i you know i like to call myself a creator i like to create things you know where i have some friends who are incredible world famous artists that i get to you know collab with and so that's that's the collect collective aspect you know it's kind of open-ended for my my close friends and uh to do collaborative projects together, you know? So that's, that's mountain song collective. You know, I like to keep it small, uh, a small circle and keep it, uh, my close friends and family, you know, another parallel, a uh, reason why we named it always a hoot studios, uh, plural instead of always hoot studio was because we saw it and still see it as an extension into the artists we work with and, and friends into totally. their like, uh, art studios. Right. So, Definitely. um, I was going to ask you if you had any lot shout outs, right? We've gotten a couple already. Chuck Hoffman, oh Insanity Designs, Mark Solo for sure. Yeah, yeah throw some names out there. We, give them some love. Yeah, Jack Sher and Crystalline, love you guys. Uh, Elisa Rose Mountain, love you so much. She actually stopped by and saw us uh, and had breakfast with us yesterday morning. Um, she's in town from Colorado. And um, Marcus... Uh, I love you, buddy, and my homie Mikey and Clay, who you guys have met, who helped me set up occasionally, and um, uh, Dave and Camel, who saved a couple spots mm. for me on this past tour, and um, yeah, man, the list goes on, you know, John mm-hmm. Dewey, Milton, um, uh, list goes on. Um, we don't need to spend all day shouting everyone out, but you guys know who you are, and. Uh, we, 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 I could say we all love you because uh, it's a small family and a small mm-hmm. community. And it, it's nice to be a part of it, honestly. You know, it's almost like a, uh, a fan, it is a familyhood, you know, a brotherhood, brotherhood or sisterhood. It, it, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Absolutely. Right on. Uh, shout out to all those guys and more. <clears throat> What's next? What's next for you? What's next for Mountain Song Collective? Uh, 
you know, personal life, you know, you just had a, you recently had another, uh, a baby girl, another <laughs> a daughter born recently, right? Super yeah. beautiful. Along with girl Cassidy, day. Cassidy's two, two now. Cassidy's two and a half now. And two and a half. Turned two months. I want to say wow. this Friday. So wow. yeah, guys, you know, you know, I, I, I don't like to call them like, they're not fans, but like my customer base or, or like, let's say, let's call it the, you know, the mountain song collective family. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think a lot of people know, like mountain song collective is like a third job for me, you know, like that's like kind of my side hustle. And, you know, I've done, uh, I went to school for graphic design and I, I got a design job as a, a graphic designer out of college for a newspaper in Wyoming. Uh, so I'd commute from Fort Collins, Colorado to Cheyenne for two years. And then sitting at a desk for two years, staring at a computer just wasn't for me. So I got back into construction and then fast forward. Now I'm uh, a tree climber for an arborist for uh, a nationwide tree company. So that's my nine to five on top of being a dad and, and running mountain song collective and packaging and shipping and designing and, and communicating with friends and, and other artists and, and, uh, creating. And so, yeah, um, what's next for me is I I hope I can continue to juggle it all and, and keep not sleeping, you know, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it doesn't catch up, uh, you know, in a bad way. But um, yeah, you know, time, time is like the hardest thing for me. I, I, I'm still learning on how to deal with stress and time management. And yeah, it's Same. a lot, man. Time. Uh, Being a climber, I mean, tree climb, I used to do tree service. And sure. I, my buddies used to do it, you know, they were climbers and they were out in Colorado. I mean, that's tough. It's tough work. It, I've always wear said, you. yeah. The past, you know, over the past 10 years, I've done physical labor, man. It's, yeah. I love it. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy guy. You know, I love being outside in Colorado as a well technician. So I, I was driving like trucks with cranes on them operating in the mountains and, and wasteful waste snow up to my waist, you know, working in the freezing cold on people's wells, you know, I, I love it. I love doing physical labor. I mean, that's kind of my exercise, you know, keeping me yeah. in shape and <laughs> other than, setting up and scrambling on tour um that's my (laughs) and i feel like that keeps me hopefully young in a sense or keeps me moving um but yeah what's next for me i would love to just keep doing mountain song collective and uh you know that's where my passion really lies and doing some more big projects with friends and uh and yeah, I've done some official merch for big, big bands and maybe some more projects like that. But uh, yeah, I want to focus on being a dad and just learn how to juggle it all with, uh, you know, where and give the areas that need more, you know, of my time, that time, like my, my kids and my wife, you know. You mentioned, I think you that's meant, something we're all struggling with. Yeah, for <laughs> real. I, I, you mentioned a couple key things, you know, uh, uh, just time management and stress. And then, you know, the other side of that coin, uh, the passion, right? It's like, I, I, I'm sure you can relate to this. I know Brandon can, we talk about it a lot. You know, it's like uh, waffling back and forth, trying to find that sweet spot between, uh, you know, uh, uh, the work, the hard work, amount of time it takes, you know, juggling family and like the pressure of creating something and keeping something going and staying on top of it and building something, right? Like Jerry talked about, I want to build something that they can't tear down after I'm dead. You know, it's 100%. like that, that drive. Uh, and, and then also being a father, being a husband 
providing, uh, you know, in whatever way for our families, but then also pursuing this passion, right? And like, like trying to take a, a, an exhale and like not take it so seriously, but it's fucking serious at the same time. It's like finding that middle ground, right? At this like the level, pressure, yeah. 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 Serious. I mean, if we we all lose it here, we're going to owe a lot of money and we put so much work into it, you know? But then this isn't, uh, yeah, this isn't the, uh, the kids, uh, kids game anymore, you know? Seriously. But then having that perspective too, right? We only get one life, you know what I mean? Like to not have fun uh, and enjoy it and not take it so, so seriously. You know, at least that's where I'm always trying to, because I get wrapped up in it. You know, I'm yelling at Brandon for things sometimes. I do, I do. (laughs) And and I have to take a step back, right? And just like, just stop and kind of be be in it and enjoy it for what it is and be like, okay, you know, fuck it, throw a caution to the wind and, you know, not be so wrapped up in the outcome of it and enjoy the process, right? Because it is a passion, because it is something I enjoy doing, you know? So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I think, think it's that like, feeds it, that, that drives it forward, right? That's that where it definitely the, drives it forward. And I mean, it's all, it's all, we're learning every day, you know, everything's a mm-hmm. learning learning experience, you know, a dad, I'm learning, I'm learning on how I could be the best dad every day or, or what my daughters need or, or what my wife needs or, or this or that. And everything's a learning game, you know, and, and, um, yeah, learning on how to, yeah, time management. And I would say stress is my biggest thing is if anyone has good, good recommendations on how to, uh, you know, just deal with stress and not let things get to you. And like you said, not always be so serious that, I feel like uh, that would that would probably let us all live longer, you know, and keep some more hair on our heads. <laughs> uh, can't say enough for meditation. I think meditation is yeah, huge. meditation is yeah, the hundred percent. Bob Bobby says it too, right? So totally take, taking uh, advice from the Bob Father. Uh, we're gonna start winding it down a little bit, but it, uh, nice. There you go. Uh, <laughs> do you have a, a, a list of questions I want to run down for you? Okay. Uh, before we get to the questions, where, where are we going to see you? Uh, where, uh, where are, where's the public going to see you, uh, in this yeah, next year? Sure. You know, I, yeah. we're lining up a bunch of dates, you know, I, I'm not one to, uh, really snag a bunch of tickets ahead of time. I did go ahead and get some San Francisco, uh, tickets because the final shows <laughs> the suspense mm-hmm. you know they always they get me so i, I got those tickets and we'll definitely be in colorado <laughs> we'll be there yeah you know we fall I, victim to vending, that too i will be vending you know uh, a decent amount of the shows but i think this tour you know i'm we're gonna focus uh on family in terms of our family nice. here under this roof and take the the kids to to some shows you know so um, in That's terms awesome. of uh, vending, you know, I will be at some shows and I'll let everyone know soon um, what shows I'll be vending. But uh, yeah, I want to take the girls, uh, Cassidy and Liberty and my wife um, to some shows this uh, this summer. Yeah. Fi- final tour, right? Final tour. Big if, quotes, if we had quotes, a dollar for every tour. time we heard that. <laughs> 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 or the other, um, the, other, uh, the other bands, yeah. All right. I'm going to run down a list of questions for you. Okay. okay. Some are uh, just answers. Uh, feel free to uh, elaborate if you like. Some okay. are either or. Uh, start with, give me two bands that you've been listening to lately uh, besides the Grateful Dead. Okay. Uh, two bands. Could it be like, well, I guess. It, be whatever uh, so you want, Tyler, whatever you're listening to. Yeah. So Tyler Childers, I listen to almost every day. And I'm a big mm-hmm. uh, Chris Stapleton guy because I loved uh, what he did. Uh, um 
before he was just Chris Stapleton. Um, the Steel Drivers was his band before, and I loved the Steel Drivers. So, yeah, bluegrass, bluegrass for days for me. Bluegrass for days. I love it. Um, was the Grateful Dead to you, in your opinion, was the Grateful Dead the first punk rock band? Oof. You know, um, you, about you know, in terms of, uh, I would say with the mentality, you know, punk rock to me, it, 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 it's not just about the music, you know, it's about the mentality and, you know, kind of the outlaw um, and, and just like them doing what they want to do at the end of the day. And like you said, when we were t bantering earlier about, you know, we kind of bend the rules. Yeah, I would say I could see them being the first punk, punk, punk rock band for sure. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep uh okay give me a give me a rundown on your favorite show uh either you've been to or that you've listened to uh i know you already, you already talked about the special place that the, the closing winterland in 74 that that totally. loser holds for you um favorite song what was your favorite keyboard player brent keith oh my so pig you pen, know, it, it changes for me Vince, um i was a big pig pen Bruce. guy and a uh, huge respect to pig pen i mean he's one of the ogs for sure um but yeah uh i would say pig pen and keith for sure um pig pen would probably be my number one like working man's dead is one of my favorite albums and um and then keith and, and then brent it's hard it, it depends on the week it depends on the day it depends on the mood you know for me mm -hmm. um in terms of my i, I told you that winterland show is my favorite earlier but you know i i'm kind of a sucker for spotify just because it's so convenient and um, yes and I know so many people hate on Spotify, but I it, it's convenient for me. And so, hey, you guys can hate me for saying this, but yes, I listen to Spotify daily. And, um, you know, we're kind of limited on Spotify, but uh, my go-to shows on Spotify, I would say, is 7, uh, 8, 78, I believe, Red Rocks, um, mm -hmm. where they do like the Werewolves in London Encore. I love that show. Mm -hmm. And I saw a DSO recreate that at Red Rocks, which was really cool. Wow. And uh, wow. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm trying to talk fast, like you said, to get through these. And then there's an Oregon show. Oh, I think it's 78, possibly. That's on there, too, where uh, the, the intro, uh, there's a bunch of kids that go get lost. And so they're trying to wrangle up all the parents and they're just having sound problems and weather problems. I love that. That was, uh, that was Vanita, Oregon, 78. Yeah, 78. Oregon. 72. 72? Okay. 72, Vanita. Yep. Yep. And then, um, you know, I've been listening to this Cassidy a lot from Buffalo. I want to say it was, uh, I think it was 5977. This Cassidy is great. Um, and uh, yeah. Is that in the same spring run, uh, the 77 spring run? That's close. With, uh, the Boston Garden. Uh, I want to uh, say, well, Buffalo. yeah, trucking upstate. Yeah, yeah, trucking upstate. Yeah. Cornell. Yep. Right. Same spring run. Um, favorite venue that you've either seen a show at or vended at or both? Of course. Um, outdoor venues. My favorite outdoor venues. I'm, I'm a sucker for Red Rocks. I mean, that was mm. like my home for a long time. And also the Gorge. Um, I saw. So epic. I did a cool. Uh, I don't I don't remember what year it was, but it was the year where Dead & Co., Dead & Co. went to Portland and then the Gorge, but then before that Portland show, Fish played two or three nights um, at the Gorge. And so I, I did Fish to Dead & Co. in Portland, back to the Gorge for Dead & Co. 
And the Gorge was incredible. Um, I've only been to the Gorge for those Dead & Co shows. And um, the sound wasn't the great, but the views were incredible. In terms of mm-hmm. an indoor venue, um, you know, the Mission Ballroom is a new newer venue in, in uh, outside of Denver in, in Denver. And the sound and place is pretty rad. Um, uh, so I think that's that's those are my answers. Nice. Uh, favorite lot food? Oh, I'm so happy you asked. Um, I would say <laughs> falafels, man. Yes, <laughs> uh, falafel, man. Um, I forget the dude's name, but uh, yeah, they're so good. You always go back for a second after you eat the first bit. <laughs> Is that uh, do you, from uh, Luis from uh, Jerry Rolls? Jerry Roll uh, Luis. They, they make good falafels too, but there was another guy. I specifically remember uh, the most recent falafel was outside of uh, Cincinnati two years ago. It was just, dude, these falafels were fire, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he put, yeah, he puts in like pickled onions. And, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Shout, shout out to Falafel like, Homie. Um, yeah. Shout out Falafel Homie. I'm so sorry. I don't remember your name, but you make good ass falafels. I can't remember either. Brandon, he was at City Field uh, yeah. this past summer. Uh, he does a little, like, he, lots of flair, dude, when totally, he's making dude, his falafels. Yeah, flair, dude's just crushing it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've had his at Deer buddy. Creek, too. I, uh, I'm happy to give you a shout-out. Yeah, um, those are so good. Uh, yeah, real quick, going back to the uh, the favorite show question. You know, I love archive.org, but I always have trouble with my my app driving. Um, and I you wanted know, to- the app re-listen? Yeah, re, I, yeah, I'm familiar with re-listen, but I wanted to... Are, have you guys seen these things? It's called the Grateful Dead Time Machine, right? Have you seen these? I've heard about this on the dude, Grateful Dead cast. These things are so sick. And so I wanted to shout this dude out. I apologize. I don't I don't know the name of your company, but he created these uh, time machines, dude, where it hooks up to your Wi-Fi and you could literally search any dead show that's on archive. And you... Wow. you it, Dude, you, you pick the year, you pick the month, you, and uh, you find the shows. And so, um, yeah, That's rad. Thing's dope. Uh, you're a genius. Shout out to you. <laughs> Grateful Dead Time Machine? Yeah, Grateful Dead Time Machine. There, there's newer ones now. I think this is the V2. I think there's a V3. Um, so if you're listening, buddy, I, I wouldn't mind you sending me a V3. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Yeah. Um, uh, no, yeah. Go support this guy. What a genius, uh, genius cool. invention. I'm super nerdy when it comes to stuff like this. And uh, yeah, man, this guy is uh, good for him. Uh, mad props, mad props. All right. Another opportunity for uh, shout outs. What's your favorite lot merch outside of Mount Song Collective? Okay. Of course. You know, <laughs> you know, so like I said, I'm pretty picky with what I wear. That doesn't mean I won't buy something. I collect so many shirts, you know, and I have so many shirts I probably will never wear, but my, my goal is to pass them down to the kids. Right. Mm. So um, I would say I wear a lot of your guys stuff. Um, believe it or nice, not, thanks. I wear. That's the right answer. Of, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who's what? A, I, who's who's a, you guys? Always you a, a hoot. Oh, Fuck you always, guys. Always <laughs> <a hoot> studios. Oh. <laughs> thanks. Uh, right on. I heard those guys are cool. Thank you with my shirts. Uh, kind of a t-shirt snob where I like like cotton poly blends or CVC or just not 100% cotton. And a lot of the shirts I get from you guys is exactly the shirts I like to wear. And so, um, yeah, I'm trying to think, you know um black-throated mercantile um mm, their hats totally. you're wearing one now dude makes dope hats mm-hmm. um who else uh who else do i wear 
That's you one know, of my favorite hats. That cart, that uh, corduroy lazy lightning hat. I have one of those. This hat is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hat. Um, Ben, mm. Ben. I'm sorry, I was trying to ben. think of his name. Uh, I kicked it with. He's ben a Colorado guy too. He is. He's a Colorado he dude too. Yeah, uh, he lives in Salida, I think. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out, Ben. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. And uh, a couple other. Who are some other? Um, yeah, I'll stick with that, man. Always a Hoot Studios. Go buy all their stuff. Oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. We didn't pay you for that. I I promise. Uh, You know, I do want to say one thing real quick. You know, we can always edit this out. So there's no worry about time so much um, other than we all have lives to live. But uh, you mentioned that, you know, CVC or polycotton blends. I I wonder if you, I'm sure you have the same experience also, but I'm finding that we're finding that uh, there's an interesting uh divide almost if you will it's like you you can't please everybody right like we like Never. to do a lot of our a lot of our stuff uh in that kind of ring spun heirloom cotton we love to use bella canvas we think they're a great company uh you know uh, they're very environmentally friendly uh we like to we like to fit but not everybody does right you, no, you've got these older gildan. heads they want that fucking shitty gildan shirt sorry i shouldn't say that but they want the, the the scratchy thick, you know, like that's what they're used to. It's like people have such a, uh, uh, you know, preference for what type of shirts they want. It doesn't matter what shirt you do. It's like, you're going to please some people. You're not going to please other people. Oh, I wish What's you had this in a game? different shirt or like it's the name of the game. Yeah. All the totally. designs we love never sell. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but yeah, that's the name of the game. You know, I mean, I like, yeah. I, I, I deal with that daily, you know, um, uh, yeah, like you said, people love cotton shirts or, 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 um, yeah, everyone has their preference, you know, but that's why I started doing what I do now. Like I, cause I want to make what I, what I, what I want it to wear, you know, like yeah, yeah. that's, a, that's a big, of a big influence in terms of what, you know, shirts I might be using for blanks or this or that, you know, is what's comfortable for me. And, you know, I was never, this is like the first hundred percent cotton shirt I've worn in years just because I thought it would be, you know, fitting for the uh, podcast. But um, yeah, I, these 100% cotton shirts are super boxy for me, you know, and so I like mm-hmm. the more somewhat form fitting. I'm kind of a slimmer guy shirts, which I found to be, you know, other other shirts, you know, and there's so many different totally. kinds of shirts out there. Why just stick with one, mm-hmm. you know, um, experiment? Um, who doesn't like super soft, comfy shirts? <laughs> Some people, believe it or not, I know it's it's yeah, know, weird, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, it was interesting for sizing is the best. Bella Canvas yeah. does make a heavyweight tee. I mean, it's yeah. not something we haven't messed around with yet, but I mean, oh, no, Toltex you know, yeah. works. Toltex works. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in the printing industry Next for so level. long now, but it's just, uh, yeah, all this is, you know. But um, what's that last question? We need, we need, we need. Uh, we need Dave's favorite lot merch. No, no, oh, no. no. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We're getting there. Uh, All right. Okay. I want to hear this story. Oh, I'm here's a few. Here's no, a few. I didn't forget. Gonna... I didn't forget about your San Diego thing too. I want to throw that in there, and we'll we'll find we'll see where that fits. But I want you to be able to talk about that a little, Brandon, because I don't know what okay. it is. I vicarious, vicariously lived through that a little bit or something, but <laughs> it's just it's always funny to me. Anyways, uh, here's a few either or uh, uh, pretty much questions for you. Uh, LSD or mushrooms? I think you kind of already answered that earlier. No, but. now you know it started with mushrooms. Now LSD all day. Okay, interesting. Okay, uh, Reagan, Nixon, or Trump, and take that 
any way that you want to. <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I'm sure I'm going to get so much backfire, but like, dude, politics, like, it's just not me, man. Like this question's, I, I, I couldn't tell you, buddy. Like I, okay. I, my head is in so many other places and doing so many other things. Like I, that's something I, I I'm not good at. And, and yeah, I'm, I have my opinions, but you know, I, I couldn't answer that question um, with a good I, answer. So I'm sorry. I, en- I envy no you. Answer, yeah, there is no good answer. Oh, yeah. I, I, I envy you. I wish that so much space wasn't taken up in my head. Of, it's just fodder for resentment. I want the best for our kids. I want the best for our planet. I want the oh, best for Mother Earth and, and this froze. and that, you know. But at, at this day and time, like, I don't think anyone knows who the right choice is or, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know it's like the t shirts, there's no right choice. Right. Totally. Like uh, in terms of like past presidents, though, I, I'm not your guy for that. School wasn't my right. number one. <laughs> I might uh, need to mix this one up for you, but I have on here. Uh, if this doesn't apply to you, I'll, I'll, I'll pivot real quick. But the replacements yeah. or Husker do? Oh, I love the replacements. Okay, nice. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw in one That's more thing for you. Reads, right? Oh, no, no. The bands. Oh, you're thinking oh, of the movie. The movies. Yeah, the, the it, replacements are the skidoos. Who's skidoo? I got one for you. Uh, Black Uhuru or yep. Israel Vibration? Uh, Black Uru. Black Uhuru over Izzy Vibe. I okay. like I like both. Um, I like both. I'm trying to think who I used to play more. <laughs> uh, doing the Sizzla radio or Sizzla or Yellow Man. Uh, oh, Yellow man. man. <laughs> Yellow Man's OG as fuck. Um, I have I have vinyl of both, man. I have vinyl of both. Like these questions are hard. That goes back to like my favorite show or favorite song. Even though I did claim loser, it, like I said, it depends on my mood. Um, depends on, on on what I'm going through that day. And yeah, it depends. It depends on that day for sure. But okay. Yellow Man's an OG for sure. Beatles or Stones. I'm happy you asked stones all day. Well, all right. I like it. Yeah, always. Uh, always for me. Stones or Bob Dylan? Stones still. Stones. Okay. I love it. Uh, so at I, that Rothbury, real quick, at that Rothbury in 09, uh, Bob Dylan played. And uh, I'll oh, never wow. forget all of the naked. There was probably a hundred naked hippies in the back of the field dancing around to Bob Dylan and some of the biggest bushes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, so shout out to those gold. hippies enjoying their times. Um, yeah, no, uh, stones though. I, I, I like the stones for sure. Right on. Me too. Okay. One more question for you. Who spit on me? Who spit on me? Who spit on me? Who spit on you? Who spit on me? <laughs> the correct answer is Bobby. Bob Weir. Oh, the whole thing. No, it didn't. But it, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. A lot of people yeah, yeah. in the front row, and they're so yeah. close, and they got spit yeah. on. Yeah, no, I heard it's it. I just, I just yeah, a hundred percent. I didn't know if this happened to you though. I was like, when did this happen no. to you? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I remember. John Dewey, uh, though, I'm but, sure if we call John Dewey, he's been spit on a time. Oh yeah, John totally. Dewey. Yeah. and your patience for waiting hours and hours and hours to get this. <sighs> couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Do it I, I, my, and I can't be that 
I just can't do it. I can't be in the pit. Some places where there's a little space, I can hang. I like to get as close as I can and still have a little space. Somewhere like Deer Creek, where it's just a bunch of bros elbowing, and I just, I can't hang, dude. I, it takes away from my experience. I got to go back. You know, yeah, I was Riverbend too, man. That place was a sea full of people, like elbow to elbow. Um, yeah, and and um, th- I have these really nice uh, uh, this family, the Dean family, Jesse, Jennifer, and and their kids, and and they miracled me these uh, VIP tickets, and uh, I got super close at, at this past tour at Riverbend, and um, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, who spit on me? Bobby. Bobby spit on me would be the answer to that. Question. Bobby spit on me. So that's funny. Uh, the reason I asked that, it, it stayed with me all these years. In the early 90s when I used to do tour, and back then, days before cell phones, and you know, we did a lot of uh, uh, did a lot of business via Western Union, right? Uh, and then FedEx sometimes. But it's a lot of mail order stuff around country and you know, totally. setting things up to arrive at places before you get there. Anyways, uh, we didn't want to use our IDs. So we'd use, you know, questions and answers, kind of like passwords, right? That's and the question was always, who spit on me? And the answer is always Bobby, because nobody knew what the awesome. fuck. Right? Bobby's so, still spitting anyway, on people. <laughs> yeah. Still spitting on people, 75 years old, still spitting. Keep spitting, Bobby, please. Keep spitting, Bobby. Uh, Bobby. I'm a Bobby kid till I die, for sure. We're going we're gonna, to uh, make our exit. Uh, before we go, I do want to get to Brandon's San Diego story. Uh, but I just want to take a second and say uh, thank you. Thank you for being our, 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 our first guest. Uh, thanks for killing it. Thanks for, for being an inspiration to us. Thanks for uh, being our, our friend. Uh, we're stoked, uh, you know, to get to work with you. You know, we, we've, done, we've done some collaborations from the very first time you created a pin uh, for me. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say about that is, do you remember what I, the name we put on the back of it was? Again, this is before Always a Hoot Studios. Um, I thought it was your name or just your initials. Was it not? We did one. I think I think we did one JD and then they also Dark Star. I remember Dark Star it was like Industries. Grip. Yeah, that that that's what it was. Yeah. Now I do remember. So, it was this. Was it the? What uh, was it? Saint the, uh, circumstance. Saint circumstance tiger. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the whole I, the first idea I had was the you know like a tiger in a trance. The spin. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Thanks for leading the way, right? Thanks for making great stuff and being being a good human. And uh, look forward to continuing to work with you, uh, you know, and and uh, burgeoning friendship. So, oh yeah, I, I appreciate you guys so much, and it's so great to see your guys' faces not being on tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was a nice surprise when you had asked me to do this. So I hope I didn't humili- humil- uh, humiliate myself too much because I've never done anything like this. And um, you did you great. Guys, yeah, you're great. It only gets it's better. First time too. Uh, so. Anyone, I am on the spot. I'm not too good with being on the spot. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope I did okay. And uh, thanks. I'm honored to have done this. And uh, yeah, I love you guys so much. And I can't wait for our future projects. Love you too, buddy. Love you too. Before we go, uh, we were talking earlier before we started recording uh, about San Diego and Palm Springs. And then I just wanted to invite Brandon to talk about uh, some of his uh, San Diego experience hanging out in OB back in the early mid 90s. (laughs) Which stories do you want to tell? The Mexican stories? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So actually, maybe there's too much buildup now, but just. I I was brought, the, the funny thing, I was brought to San Diego 
in the fall of 96 by the people that introduced me to the Grateful Dead lot. Nice. Because I hustled so much. And they used to, you know, a lot of, we, we did a lot of swag weight, you know, coming from the west of the east. So, dirt weed. Yeah, dirt weed. You know, they that, brought me out. They brought me out there and introduced me to the, the these uh, these guys that were connected to T- Tijuana. Oh, we used cool. to move. We used to move ton of weight for these people. You know, the Western Union. But Western Union got hip at that point. You couldn't do it anymore. So we had to duct tape, <laughs> you know, twenty thousand dollars to your legs and get on a plane. Hopefully <laughs> they didn't. You know, they didn't smell the. You know, times were different back then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was different, you know. It was different, but uh, there was a lot of family involved in those things. After you know, tourists stopped at that point. They didn't really pick up. You know, people jumped on fish, but you know, I was always brought in. You know, I I was always brought in by my hustle. So people always brought me in to do, you know, make the connections. And I was the same state way. side. I was the state side guy. <laughs> I was receiving the packages from San Francisco, then sending the money back out and stuff like that. You were driving a lot of it. Uh, yeah, we drove. Ohio I too, drove about, driven about across this country probably 60 times in three years. Yeah, just <laughs> build it into the cars. and I think those are some more stories for some later episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, let's shout out Western Union. Worth, worth yeah, uh, Western Union. Western Union, because uh, I know you guys have some years on me, but I actually, you know, I, I did similar stuff in college. And so, yeah, shout out Western Union. For shout out Western <laughs> Union. <laughs> Maybe we'll get them as a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to say yeah, one last thing, too. Western Union. We'll be right back. <laughs> I did want to say one one last thing too, Blake. You mentioned about you know almost apologetically not having seen Jerry, and you know uh, I just want to address that it's, you know no fault of your own. You know, born when oh, you were yeah. born, and you know uh, I think a part of the reason this is called Dead Tour Tales and not Grateful Dead Tour Tales totally right, is uh, totally we understand that, and you know uh, as people age out and get older you know that this music needs to stay alive and it's up to the younger younger folks younger kids younger fam uh to keep it going right and it's exciting yeah. to see the state of you know where sometimes where our scenes at but also that this music is so alive and and breathing uh, and with such a heartbeat such a strong heartbeat you know and it's up to the, the younger people to keep it going so um, know, we're thank trying. you for being uh, yeah. keeping we're it going for sure you guys doing it Grateful cool. Dead to the core. I mean, I even named both my daughters after Grateful Dead songs. So uh, I know, big ups uh, on that. Grateful Dead to the core, and um, we will do our best to keep it alive. You know, right on. Love you guys. Not fade away. Hold up. Don't Not don't fade away. Shout out Kevin for dealing with us for over an hour and a half, and uh, shout out Always a Hoot Studios for putting the Dead Tour Tales together. And I uh, can't wait to see where this progresses, and I can't wait to see you guys this summer. Hey, cool. Episode one in the can. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And uh, we once again, we'd like to thank our good friend Blake Lauer of Mountain Song Collective. Thanks, for coming Blake. on. And, you know, we've met Love him. You, Blake. <laughs> He's been a big help to us. Keep we, killing it, great, <laughs> great to have him on for the first uh, Get guest. It, and uh, you can check him out at mountainsongcollective.net. Thanks again Blake. for coming Woo! on. Woo! And thanks for tuning in. Hey, and just as a reminder, Dead Tour Tales is brought to you by your friendly neighborhood, Dead Merch Wingnuts, always a Hoot Studios. I'm James. This is Brandon. 
let's also give a big thanks to our behind the scenes maestro, our producer, Kevin, Grandpa Kev McCracken. Also, don't forget to check out our Dead Tour Tales merch. We have a couple rad designs uh, done by our good friends, Aaron Cadigan and Ben Korn, uh, as well as lots of other cool Grateful Dead inspired merch. We got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, lots of tie-dyes, uh, socks, posters, pins, stickers, patches, hats, uh, maybe some blankets coming soon, all available at alwaysahootstudios.com. Is that www? dot always a hoot studios yeah just always a hoot studios.com okay cool thanks uh and if you're so inclined please check out our patreon uh give us a subscribe donate however that works i don't even know uh you'll receive some cool bonus content uh have an opportunity to get some exclusive merch i don't know maybe brandon's parents will put you in their will we'll, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> since he's probably not in it anymore <laughs> Come back and check us out next week. Next week, we got a fun episode. Uh, our, our homie, Dave Mannheim of Dobie Podcast, will be here to shoot the shit about uh, all things Grateful Dead and his deep, deep dislike for Bob Weir. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I could all tell the size of Abilene.